Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRER. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Gehring, and I'm on a new fancy microphone. Bobby hates that voice. I tried that earlier, and she, she like, really wasn't into it. No. And it, you also said it wasn't a new fancy microphone. It's, it's an old new fancy it's, microphone. It's super old. <laughs> it actually, here, I, you, the, the audience can't see it, but it has, like, the old-style USB jack that's massive. Right. Like this big. Like, like mine is? Yes. Like yes, that. Like that. Like that. Just like the, they don't make any, anything like that anymore. It's, it's no. the size of an apple. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting my new microphone tomorrow. So I just ordered one this morning. I paid extra to have it delivered tomorrow because I just, once you order something, you want it. And I didn't want to wait. Wow. So I understand. We're going to be it. fancy around here, Alex. I'm just telling you. We're, we're going to sound good even from home. I've sounded good from home the whole time. I have not sounded <laughs> good from home the whole time, but that's okay. Right now, we're, we're going to be consistent from here on out, people. Yeah. So, Alex, we were both absent on the last podcast for a multitude of reasons <laughs> with last minute fill-ins and all of that good stuff. Um, it all worked out. I, you know, I didn't look. I, I, have you listened to it? Am I supposed to say yes? I don't know. Amber, should we have listened to it? Probably. I, we heard from Jeff and Jennifer how, and how it went. They told us we were both fired and they were going to take over for us. That's how they, well they it went in their, their opinion. Show. We were going to be competing shows. Mm-hmm. Apparently. So anyway. It's fine. I'm sad. But it's, so it's been a while though. So yes. what's been going I have like so many stories in the last two weeks that like I don't even know what stories to tell you. So what's been going on in your life? Well, we finally are done with the basement. The city inspector came yesterday okay. and gave us occupancy. So that's exciting. So hooray. Yay. And, uh, so we now have a lot more space for Charlie to run around. And we, so most of our main floor is uh, wood floor. Okay. And of course, all of the basement is carpet because uh, I, basement. I know everybody's like, Ugh. but, <laughs> but I, I like carpet in a basement. And I like to be able to sit down on the floor comfortably. It's right. so nice to play with my daughter on the floor. Before, the only space where I could do that is like in her nursery. And now I've got this whole space down in the basement where I can play with my daughter on the floor. And it's really fun. So we did that like until she went to bed last night. It was That's awesome. a super good time. So all positive things here. Uh, other than that, I keep on writing offers for people and it takes like, five or six or more to get them under contract. Um, so that, that's fun. Uh, but, and then appraisal issues. Have you been seeing appraisal issues? No. We've been, I've been, we've been having all sorts of appraisal issues. Um, no. Jeff's appraising more long. than we thought it would. Like the, we, we're like, feel like we're pressing the issue with contract yeah. prices. And then the appraisal comes in even 4,000 more than that. I've had that in the last week on a couple of them. And I'm like, that's great. Well, okay then. We're I'm jealous of that. I mean, it's it's been it's been kind of a kind of a tricky situation. We're having uh, lenders that aren't sending the full contract to the appraiser. Oh. So you know they they only see the original offer and they miss the counter offer or the escalation oh. clause or whatever. Even though the agent shows up with all of that paperwork in hand, the right. appraiser ignores it and just looks at whatever the lender sent them. So we've got a couple of situations like that. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's just silly stuff. Silly. That's just silly. how it is. But we're working through it. 
we're working through it. Everybody's, everybody's been pretty patient. The buyers are patient with the process. The sellers are eh, <laughs> with the process, but it, but it all works out. Right. It all works I mean, out. when you're getting the most money ever for your house, you got to have a little patience. That's right. Have a little, have a little grace. That's, yep. that's the deal. That's the deal. Well, what are you up to? What's, what's new in your life? So uh, this morning I get a call from my husband right after he leaves to go to work. We own a lawn care company in addition to the real estate and our lawn care shop got broke into overnight. Oh no. Which is fun. Yeah, it's great. They broke out every window in the shop to try and get in. And finally they found a window that was big enough they could crawl through. They stole one of our trucks and they loaded it with all kinds of equipment and toolboxes and all of that. But as an added inconvenience, and now I'm thinking additional theftery, that's a new word, anyways, um, they stole all the keys to all of our trucks. Oh my god! All gosh. of our trucks. And we have like 10 or more trucks. So we, A, can't work today until we get all the trucks re-keyed, and B, they could break back in at any time and steal the remaining or remaining trucks because they have all the keys. So, How awful. Yeah. I'm sorry. We do have them on camera because we had just about two weeks ago installed some um, ring cameras all the way around. Um, and my brother-in-law is the one that had it set up on his phone, but he didn't turn the alerts on. Um, so he wasn't notified until he got there and saw everything that had happened. Um, and we have gates around the entire thing and they busted through the gates with the truck to get out. So it's, that sounds Happy. like a huge hassle. It's, it is a huge hassle. It is. Uh, now we're um, installing a full security system. Uh, let's see what hard. else is going on. My son went back to school on Monday. Like real school? Like real school. In-person school all day. Uh, he got to take his violin to school yesterday and he I played for his class. And he planned on just playing one song, but they kept asking for encores. And apparently he played for about 45 minutes. Several teachers sent me photos. Several teachers sent me videos. I posted it on Facebook. That's so and then funny. Amy did such him. a great job, by the way. He, he did do. I, well, I, I'm i not musically inclined, so I don't actually know whether he's good or he's bad, but I tell him he's amazing. So Is Ryan musically inclined? Yeah, Ryan plays guitar. So Ryan can hear music. He can read music. I can do none of that. Yeah. What? How old is he again? Is he seven? seven. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. That's right. I started guitar when I was eight. I started yeah. piano when I was three, which was a huge mistake because then I was burned out on piano until I was like 18. And then I like decided I wanted to get into it. Now I love it again, but it took, I, it was 15 years of me not wanting to do anything with piano because my mom tried to force feed it to me. So, Well, and, and about two weeks ago, he kind of got burned out on violin, but I think it's because he started almost a year ago. He started late October last year. Yeah. And then COVID happened. And so for four months, his, all of his lessons were just like this over Zoom. And he wasn't actually interacting. He hadn't had the opportunity to play for anyone. He's like, all I do is just learn new songs. And that's all I like, and not even the songs he wants to learn. Right. And so, um, so when he went to school yesterday and played and everybody was so receptive, it, like it was the thing to get him over the burnout. You know, I'm yeah. trying to teach him like, E to P lessons. Like when you're hitting a ceiling, you're on the verge of a breakthrough. Just keep playing. And he's like, mom, you're, I don't, I'm seven. This is not <laughs> happening for me. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, so hey, see, why am I not surprised that, that you take that approach with him sometimes? <laughs> I was like, Hey buddy, I teach adults this. So it's time for you to learn. 
And I even drew the little chart out for him and it was like, whoo, it's fine. Let me um, put on my public speaking mom the voice. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, put on my real estate trainer thing. It's ha- my real estate trainer hat. Go. It's fine. We're just, you're at a moment of breakthrough, buddy. You can either go backwards and never achieve greatness or you can break on through and hit a new floor. I did tell him that. Ryan was looking at me like, you have literally lost your mind. And I was like, no, he's on the verge of a breakthrough. It's the best you gotta get thing. a new floor. <laughs> Let's see. The only other story I wanted to tell is that we just did a road trip to South Dakota. We did a one week uh, road trip to South Dakota and holy cow, that was amazing. My husband's wanting to do it for a couple of years and we just never really got around to it. Cause I'm like Rushmore, crazy horse, <laughs> devil's like, I'd never been to any of those places, but I still was just like, it's things in the ground. Yeah. No, it was super, super cool. Um, and we got to do some really cool things while we were there. One of the trips we got to do was uh, we got to take an extra excursion up to the top of Crazy Horse, which I don't know if you know what Crazy Horse is, but it's a monument to, to Crazy Horse. Uh, he was a Native American chief, and they decided to make a monu- to, monument to him. They started it in 1948, okay? The only thing they have done is his head, and he's going to have a pointer finger, and there's going to be a horse below him. They've got the top of his forearm and the top of his fingers. And they started in 1948. Okay. Oh They've been working God. on this over 70 years. Like um, actively working on it? Actively working on it. But they have zero government funding. So it was the initial artist. It was him and his 10 kids that were working on it. And then he passed away. There's 14 artists working on it now. But they have new technologies now to help do it. They anticipate they'll be done in 40 years. But you could take a trip to the top for a tax donation. Um, you get to write off the whole thing. It was 250 bucks to take a trip in a van up to the top. We were up there for about an hour. We got to bring some of the rocks home with us. They let us have some. It was just, it was really, really cool. Like it was, because you're so far up, I forget how many hundreds of feet up. And you can just yeah. see out all over South Dakota, really trees, but did you try rocks. to give them some kind of a motivational speech to get them to speed up their timeline a little bit? Well, so we were there on Saturday, so there were no workers there, but I might have had one with him. Um, <laughs> and of his 10 kids, eight of them are still there working at the site, which is kind of cool. Awesome. It was nice to just get away from, to be out of the house. So you know? I, saw, I saw your pictures and I told you, I texted you, I'm so jealous mm-hmm. because I need a vacation so bad or yep. just like, go somewhere I, I, I miss I really miss uh association trips I yes. really do because do. honestly you know the being able to uh to to go focus on something else for a little bit um even though a lot of it I mean you're working most of the time you're there it's not like it's really a vacation but it's no. just a, it's a break from your day-to-day and I need that mm-hmm. so badly right now I don't care yeah. what form it's in i just need it <laughs> all right let's well, we're probably ought to get into the actual podcast at this what, are point. We, what are we talking about today other than us well this is kind of us september is realtor safety month so today we're going to bring in a self-defense expert steve woolridge what do you know about Steve? Do you know anything about him? Let me tell you. Um, uh, yeah, I know that he has over 25 years of martial arts experience, and he's a first-degree black belt in Krav Maga. Say that again. Krav Maga. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then he's also the chief instructor at the Steve Woolridge, Woolridge 
Krav Maga and Fitness Center in Lenexa, Kansas. That's fancy. Did you know Very we have a safety app free for I, our members? I did know that we had a safety app that was free for our members. And you know what else I know? What? I feel like it's not very well utilized. That's, they should have it. But so should we tell them the name of it? I I think we should. Okay. And I bet there'll be a link whenever we post this podcast that you could just download it. Amber shaking her head. She's going to put a link in. So it's called Kinetic Global. You need to have it on your phones. Why are you laughing at me? What did I do wrong? Alex is laughing at me, you guys. I'm not laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you. That's not what I thought our safety app was called. I oh, thought we used we to have a different one, but that's why Amber gives us notes so we know <laughs> these things. It was like life touch, life alert, life something. And lifeline response is what it used to be called. If, and it's the same app. So if they had it as lifeline response, it's just a name change. Okay. All right. Okay, you guys, that was Amber. And now you guys have heard from Amber. She, she set us straight because someone needs to set us straight around here. So if you had lifeline response, same thing, but now it's called Kinetic Global, and it helps call the authorities if you're ever in a situation where you're unable to call the authorities yourself, so it's a good backup, and you can find more information about it on kcrer.com. Is that a thing that we do? We sing no, the but I just did. Okay, all right. Well, maybe, well we're going to make it a thing. I got a book bit. You've got a... Do-do-do-do-do, oh. uh, Bobby's book bit. Casey, where we go. I was scared to scare your doggy. Plus, I have a cat sitting on the desk next to me right now, and I was afraid to do a real good rare and get myself scratched. <laughs> All right. So, the book I did today, which actually I had planned for the episode that Jennifer was the thing, and I couldn't, I was kept, I kept emailing Amber, like, what have I done? What have I not done? Because it was, anyways, my book for today is called Principles by Ray Dalio. Have you heard of this book, Alex? Principles? I don't think so. That this one is a great one on Audible. Um, so it's the uh, Ray Dalio was an investor and is the CEO of the most successful fund in history. And so these are his set of rules for work and life um, that he's come up with over his 40 years um, during uh, his 40 years in finance. So my favorite quote in the book is, rather than thinking I'm right, I started to ask to myself, how do I know I'm right? So it's all about asking all of those things um, in ourselves. So there's three lessons from the book. The first one is principles are the ultimate way of seeing the world as it truly is, not as you would like it to be. If you ask Ray why he thinks having principles is important, this is the answer he'd give you. Principles are a way of successfully dealing with reality to get what you want out of life. So you know, it's always best to be guided by rational thinking and not by your emotions, to t pull yourself out of the moment and come back to rational thinking of how do I know this? Lesson two, two of the most important principles are radical truthfulness and transparency. Radical truthfulness is to where you imagine an environment in which you and everyone you know feels comfortable to honestly say what you think at all times. Now, sometimes that comes with a caveat. I feel like we have a lot of radical truthfulness going on right now, but not in a helpful way. And the second part is radical transparency. And that's related back to the truthfulness and it helps enable it. The more candid you can be about what you've done, what you're doing and where you're going in the future, the more accurately people can weigh their feedback on you. And I think it's important we do have true feedback from people about what they really truly believe of us, even if it sometimes hurts. We usually totally. can learn something from that. And the third lesson 
is the best companies are idea mediocracies. And an idea mediocracy is a place where the best ideas can win. So the, the companies that allow the people with the best ideas to come forward, they, they have that freeness, that open, you know, like the Googles and the Apples and all of those companies out of Silicon Valley, which are all going to relocate to the Midwest um, with everything. That those are the companies that thrive and win because they just allow the best ideas to bubble forward. There's no shutting people down when they don't come up with good ideas. So to be clear, idea mediocrity does not mean mediocre ideas. No. Just meritocracy. It's probably meritocracy. I can't pronounce today. It's fine. All right. It's about time for Steve. So we ought to get out of here and let Steve come on in with us. Let's do it. Let's do it. Habitat for Humanity of Kansas City has been a partner of KCRARs for years. You've probably heard about the work they're doing to help provide strength, stability, self-reliance, and shelter for the community. But did you know they also run a secondhand store that benefits their organization? The Habitat for Humanity resource sells household items from furniture to appliances to building materials like cabinets, doors, windows, and more. All the proceeds from resource sales support Habitat for Humanity's mission to make sure everyone in the world has a decent place to live. There are three main ways you can support Restore and Habitat for Humanity of Kansas City. Donating, volunteering, and shopping. If you have a client who's remodeling or fixing up their home to sell, suggest they donate any unneeded items to Restore so they can be used to raise money for Habitat. Or, if they're looking for second-hand items, Shopping at the ReStore not only supports our community, but also supports building affordable housing around the world. So if you want to learn more about how to donate and volunteer or where you can shop, you can visit habitat.org slash restores, R-E-S-T-O-R-E-S. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with Steve Woolridge. Um, who is the chief instructor at the Steve Woolridge Krav Maga and Fitness Center in Lenexa, Kansas. Steve, we're really excited to have you with us today. How are you? Good to see you guys. I'm excited too. It's, it's been a little bit. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It has been a while. You've done some great classes for us in the past, focus on realtor safety and focus on self-defense. Um, and uh, so it's kind of fun to have you in a bit of a different medium um, yeah. here uh, talking about it in, in this way. Absolutely. It's, uh, it is a little bit different. And I think this, uh, in this particular format too, we can um, discuss more of the, I don't know, the, the procedures uh, and as far as planning. And then I can give people, certainly, I can give you a lot of um, more mental preparation rather than just the physical. I'm known as, I, I'm a subject matter expert. When, see, when things go south, um, people talk to me about what to do physically there's so much that, that can be done and needs to be done mentally that could preempt a lot of the physical things. So maybe this will give us a chance to, to go through that as well. So it's Absolutely. not just all, oh, you don't have to be a, a fighter or a great athlete or, or you know, wh whatever kind of shape you're in um, to start planning and using a lot of the tools that we have. So, so Steve, uh, September's Realtor Safety Month. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on the podcast today. Are there any safety protocols that you would recommend for realtors while they're on the job? Um, quite a few. Uh, where, where would you like me to start? At number one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anywhere. I, I, I would say um, 
uh, I was thinking about this earlier today, and and I've talked about this a lot, right? and I've met with realtors from all over Kansas City and, and around the surrounding areas. I've met with people all over the country, really. But um, probably one of the biggest things that I preach to everyone that you need zero physical ability to do is awareness. Now, um, if, if you want to talk about awareness, now here's where most people get me wrong or get self-defense wrong or get the, the planning and preparation wrong with this, or maybe not say wrong, let's say that it could be a lot more efficient, mm -hmm. is this. What most people will do when they start to worry, for example, I had uh, uh, Corey come in from uh, Weikert Realty mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years ago when this, we really started in doing this and helping a lot of people for the gal that, was, uh, that got uh, killed down in Arkansas. Yeah, Beverly Carter. Mm -hmm. And we started with those things. And, I, and the first thing that I told everybody is this, look, I don't want you to be paranoid. And, and people go, okay, yeah, yeah, don't be paranoid, this and that. Well, here's the main reason. And we're going to look at, and you can look at this from the, the side of neuroscience and not just fighting and, and what we do daily is you, you get what you focus on. And if I have people every day that are and fear, and I see this every day because I've worked with so many different groups, especially a lot of women's groups where someone was attacked. If you continue, we talk about PTSD, those things like that. If you continue to focus on those things, that's what you get more of. So rather than uh, walking out every day and going, oh, I don't want to be attacked. Oh, I don't want to be attacked. I got to be wary. I got to be this. I got to be that. No, because where's your mind then? All, on all the bad things that could happen throughout your day. So a better, a much, 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 much better use of your time would be to do this. What's my outcome for the day? And I go, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to, I have to, I have five people on, let's say on the slate to show houses to or property to. Um, I want to meet with some nice people. I want to have, uh, uh, let's say good weather. Uh, I want to have a good showing, I want everything to be clean, I want everything to go well, I want us to have a nice conversation, um, I want it to end well. And now where my mind goes is on focused on those things rather than all the bad things that could happen in my day. So one, it allows you to do your job, one specifically, but two, if, if you watch people and you can see someone, and I've, I've seen this uh, millions of times, but you can see it in people that Somebody, if you've been ever afraid for your life and you can see where their focus goes, it's like a, a pinhole, like an old school TV when you would turn it off and it would go to a dot. Okay. Um, that's where your focus goes. And there are lots of people. Um, I train lots of uh, surgeons, uh, pararescue, um, as far as military, uh, special forces guys, paramedics, EMTs, firefighters that as things get more intense, they become more focused. Now, one of the things that allows them to really not, they're still afraid, but they're able to do their job. They're able to operate. And that's what sets those people apart. They're, it's not magical and they're not, they're great people at what they do, but a lot of what it is that they're doing is they're so focused on doing their job or a particular task, they don't have time to be afraid. So when we look at people going out to, to show, and, and no matter what's going on, it could be in a bad area, it could be uh, in different areas, maybe things have been happening, 
if I'm more focused on what I'm trying to do in my day, one, it makes me calmer. When I'm calmer, I make better decisions. I'm more focused. I can tell when things are a little bit off. And I know what's not, what might be a little weird in the environment. If I'm constantly focused on, and, and I have my little blinders on of worry, anger and fear, especially the fear, you don't think clearly. So there it could be triggers, anything could happen. So, and you could see people go, well, that's not a big deal of your outcome. I go, it's everything. Yeah. Think about if I have my guys that go in to fight and they're worried about losing, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Gonna I'm lose. like, you might as well not even go. Right. We, I, and just I because you are, yeah, just because you are confident doesn't mean you always win. However, look at selling a house. When you go out and you go, I'm going to sell two houses today. And they're like, how do you know? I just know. I have a feeling, even if I don't, I go, I felt good. Things will happen. I met good people. I got referrals. X, Y, Z. So number one, awareness, but awareness by focusing on your outcome for that day and be an outcome of, hey, I'd love to be safe. I want to go home and see my family. I, mm -hmm. I want to have, I want to uh, uh, work with good people and I want to uh, uh, deliver them a high quality service and, and throughout my day. Um, and then your focus goes to that. So that, I would say that would be number one. I love what you're saying, Steve, because I, so I'm, I'm a big fan of ninja sales training. And so ninja is, but not, not self-defense to be clear, not <laughs> something different, out. right? Yeah. Uh, but one of the big things that we focus on in there is uh, what you focus on expands mm -hmm. and exactly what you've been saying. If you're, if you're focusing on the negative, you're, if you're focusing on uh, what all could go wrong, Mm -hmm. All of you, you know, you're, that's what you're going to see. That's what's going to expand. And ultimately those things that you're talking about that might stick out as some red flags aren't going to stick out because you're convinced that everything is out to get you. So yeah. I, what you're saying makes perfect sense and it's applicable. You, you nailed it. It's applicable even when you're uh, going about your everyday business in general, focus on the positive it makes a lot yep. of sense. Yeah. Even we're talking home with your kids to, going to the store to being at work to whatever you want to do to your workout. Mm -hmm. So yeah, whatever you want to do in your life. So yeah, that's where that would be the best place to start. Yeah. Okay. What after awareness? Um, I would say the next thing would be some type of physical preparation. And, and this is where people go to the side too, for what we do. Uh, and, and you know, I'm a former special operations guy in the military. Um, I train a lot of people like that, law enforcement, fighters, and people go, well, I'm not going to be you. And I go, I don't want you to be me. Like, you don't, you don't need to be me. You probably wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like all the injuries and all the other crap that goes on, but, um, do some type of physical exercise, whether it's going out walking your dog. I mean, people go, well, that's not much. Well, the more exercise I have, it's that much more. I mean, we deal with we deal with seconds when we have a self-defense encounter and anything goes on, you deal with seconds of what's going on. Why would you not want the most competitive edge that you could possibly have is just one is being in shape, but you can think of all the side benefits for that. Um, but, but certainly I know for me, I always joke with my guys that we train people that know us, they go, you guys are nuts. 
um, but we love to physically train. We love to push ourselves to see how far we can go. And I always joke that I go, you know, worst case scenario, your attacker will be exhausted and you'll be standing there going, okay, well, I'm going to leave. Um, you look tired. So I, I, but that's, to me, that's, that's something I can control. So mm -hmm. in conjunction with um, what we do as far as preparation, can you control what happens on the planet? No. Can you control what other people will do throughout your day? I know everybody tries, but you can't, you cannot. There's, there's no way to control other people. So we take care of the things that we can control. And I go back and I use my analogy for my guys that fight. Um, oh my goodness. I, I brutalize them, but they, when they finish a fight, they could go fight again. Um, that's something they can control. Um, and certainly it's an extreme there, but take care of the things you can control. Uh, that you can do for yourself that no one else can take away from you um, at its one it's empowering um, but two it's it there's so many side benefits to any type of exercise even if it's just going out and walking your dog every day walking around the block I know um, I love the fact that uh, uh, during all this stuff going on with the COVID as I saw so many people outside actually exercising and a lot of people were griping because they would even go to like a, a Walmart and all the exercise equipment's gone and I'm doing this. Yeah. Cause then I know people are working out to me. That's like, that's what I preach this 24 seven. And it's funny. It took a pandemic to get people to go, you know, I got all this downtime. I should probably exercise. And uh, yeah, but these are things that we can do. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. Um, but, but going out and doing something doing See, something yeah. you know there are plenty of those people that just thought to themselves i probably better get in shape and then they went to walmart and bought the equipment and yeah. they used to it during quarantine i'm just saying and now they're I, selling I, it no i might be projecting uh, in about in about two years there'll be all kinds of exercise equipment for sale yeah that's right facebook yeah. marketplace will be inundated with with yeah uh, yes that's yeah, all the people that ran out and bought those pelotons I, I, I'm having fun of them because I have a Peloton myself, but I've had it for three years. So it's fine. But Steve, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting you say that. My mom was also a realtor um, and she was into bodybuilding. She actually was Miss Missouri in bodybuilding oh, many, awesome. many years ago, back in the oh. day. Now, bodybuilding isn't my jam. Running and marathons, that's my jam. But for mm -hmm. both of us, not only was it the physical benefits, it's all those side benefits. And for me, it's mental clarity. It's freeing my mind. Like I hate running. I don't like to go out and do it. And yet what I reap from going and doing it is so much more. And just, you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. If you're not, if you're sitting on the couch eating potato chips all day, going and taking a walk with your dog around the block, that's going to get the blood flowing. It's going to cause all these, a ripple of effects to happen in your body. That's not just, I went for a walk around the block. And like you, I've been in my neighborhood for five years now, and I've never seen more neighbors than I've seen in the last few months. And I absolutely love it. It's like, yeah. keep getting out there, do what you need to do for yourself. Yeah, yeah, good out, have exercise. You know, what's funny is I have a lot of people that, um, now we have uh, kids too, and to have that exercise time, now I do it a lot of times, we'll do with the kids. Um, they even come up to the gym and, and run like banshees and do stuff here, but um, if you go out, let's say you go run, let's say you go do six miles or something like that. That's your time. Yep. You have, it's free, it's free time really, uh, alone time. So it's nice to have. And, 
let the thoughts run, try and get a little flow state or even a bike or whatever you want to do. But yeah, the, uh, the, the, definitely the second component would be some type of exercise. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you said it, it's me time. It's investing in yourself. And so often we invest in everyone and everything around us and we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. And when mm -hmm. we invest in ourselves, that's a way of protecting ourselves because we realize the value that we have, uh, the value that we are. And I think too often we don't realize how valuable we are. Oh yeah. And, and with that, I'm setting a, I know for my little boy is that I, it's a, it's a role model. Yep. I'm, I'm being a role model for him. I go, how could I tell him to do things if I don't do it? <laughs> yeah. I go, you better walk the walk. So we, yeah, we do. Yeah. You give him um, motivational speeches like Bobby gives to, to oh, her oh, seven-year-old. We had a whole long bit before you came on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do, the audience right? gets it. The audience gets it. We coach our children. That's what we have to do. That's when we coach other That's people, right. coach adults, we're coaching our children just as we would it's coach true. ourselves. Influence. I'm with you. Influence. Yes. Influence. <laughs> yep. Constantly. Constantly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But then you got to realize too, as you're saying it, you go, doing that i better be That's doing right. that yeah yeah because yeah, they know they know oh yeah my we so this this has nothing to do with this but my son is seven and he'd been home since march and so we had let some language slip here in the house and we'd been a little lax on his particular <laughs> language uh, and so now that he's back in school we've had to work like you know like you can't you can't say that at school and the other day he's like but you guys are still saying it why can't i say it and i'm like uh -huh. oh, fair enough uh yeah call you out on it yep yep everyone's yeah. working on their language in my house it's fine um yeah, so yeah. steve is there anything you think the common agent might be doing wrong in their daily going about that they could easily correct yes um one of the things i talked about when i did the seminar that was uh was it last year um we talked about all the the things that di uh, do this and, and what and, and this is something that uh, I, I, I'm going to plug a book. Uh, I have nothing to do with it. I don't get, I don't have any, any monies from it, but there's a guy by the name of James Clear that wrote a book in, uh, I think it was published in 2018. It's not very old. It's called Atomic Habits. Um, and it's, it, it's anything about improving anything that you want to do. It's a tremendous book. I found myself highlighting most of the I got tired of highlighting because I was just highlighting most of the book and I thought this is tremendous but it was talking about how we build habits and the things that we want to do so um well the the first thing that he talks about when you do habits or, or when you're looking at your own habits and most of the time we have no idea that we're even doing them there are a lot of things that you, you're so involved, how you brush your teeth, how you tie your shoes. It's so, and, and it's a good function of your brain because your brain is trying to process everything to make it as efficient as possible. So you have room to do other things. That's its job. However, what gets us in trouble is that when that habit is maybe not necessarily a good one or it puts us in a, in a precarious position at times. So one of the things that he has people do is go through from the time you get up throughout your day and write down every habit that you have. So what I would have, and I talked to the guys about this, that were the realtors last year about this was, think about an average day when you're gonna go show a house and tell me exactly what you do. And they go, well, I show up and I do the thing. I go, no, 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 no. You don't just show up at the door and there's somebody standing there magically ready. 
you you had some type you had a phone call you had an email you had a text there were a referral there's somebody that's a cold call it's something like that to where somebody's contacted you you can find out information about them where they're going to go what you're going to do so you know there is a tremendous amount of information that you already know before you even walk out the door so take a look at your habits of how you plan things does uh some simple things is plan out your trip how are you going to drive there which which way are you going to drive how are you going to get there um what time are you going what time are you planning on leaving what uh what time are you starting is there anything else during that day that you need to take care of before that time or after that time that's going to take your mind away from what you're doing um what do you know about this person what do you know about the property? Have you been to the property before? Have you just seen it online? Um, so there's, a, there's so much information. People go, oh, I don't wanna be inundated with all that, I just wanna sell. You'll sell better if the more information you have. And when I know where I'm going, let's say the area is not as great, uh, or I know it's at the end of a cul-de-sac, or I know it's in a more, maybe a little more rural area. Um, where there aren't as many houses around, or it's in a new area where they're building a lot of new homes and there just aren't a lot of people around. What If it's at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, how many people are out? Uh, how, if you think about all the people that are already at work, um, right now it's a little bit different because you got a lot of people that are working from home, but otherwise before when you do, how many people are out and about at 10 o'clock in the morning? You have a lot of families that might have... Uh, uh, both husband and wife working, the kids are in school. So these are all things that you can take a look at and know way beforehand what to do. Now, um, it may seem like a lot in the beginning. It's like, oh, I'm being overwhelmed with extra info I don't need. Well, if you do it once, then it's like a boilerplate and you can apply it to every time you go show something, you know what your routine is and you know the pattern. Now, the other thing I would add when there, and I told people this last year especially is, and, and if you're, uh, and, and not to pick on the gals, but I'd tell the gals to do it even more is, does someone know where you are? I, I don't care if they just, if you text them and go, hey, I'm showing a house, and you can, we, we have so much technology right now that there's no excuse not to get information to somebody, whether it's back to, I know Corey was working on something you guys would have with work that's like uh, an intranet to where everybody in the office knew where you were um, or what was going on or at least texting a friend, an accountability partner that you might have another realtor that's a good thing to have. And you go, hey, I'm showing a house at uh, 159th and uh, Metcalf. Uh, I'll be there. The scheduled start time is 1045. That's it. I mean, I don't need to go into this hey look out for me oh this that and the other is here's where i am and it's a start where that's so much better than hey do you know where susie is i don't know i think she was going to show a house today or whatever but that's something that is so simple that we can do to track and it's part of the whole habit routine of and and once you get into the habit of of doing this or let's call it a routine rather than just a habit is i'm going to plan out my day i know where everything where i'm going to go I'm gonna text someone where I am, I just send them a link or just some type of response to it. And that's how I run my day. And if you get into the habit of doing that or a routine of doing that, 
it's not a big deal after a while. It's just what you do. It's, it's who you are then. So but that, that to me is, that's super important. So um, if they want a good format to do that in too, is look at that book. Um, that lays it out or anyway, just to design um, your day, a planner, do something like that. That's a great start. That's great, Steve. It, kind of one, one last question. Uh, sure. we, we have a lot of conversation frequently about different self-defense devices to carry with us. Is that something that, that uh, you recommend or promote? Is there anything that we, sh is it important that we do carry things like that with us? Um, what are your thoughts? Yes and no. Um, and I'm not a vague person at all. I, I'd say this, that I tell people this daily is I have a lot of my students and we teach this as well. We have a, a what we call an integrated Krav Maga plus concealed carry or carry. Um, where we actually teach people to fight with a firearm. It's a 12-hour course. It's, it's over a period of three months. It's extremely intensive. Uh, it's everything from locked up in your box at your house to being able to um, fight with it, weapon retention, on the ground, counter carjack, live fire where people are moving and doing things. It's extremely intensive. Um, and I still tell them, I go, look, if you're gonna carry a weapon, I go most, and I call them amateurs, um, if you're not uh, a military or law enforcement, you're an amateur carrying a weapon, is one, you better train with it every day. Do something with it every day. You have to know what to do. You have to know all the limitations of the implement and understand this, if you use it, there's probably gonna be lawsuits, uh, and, and no matter what it is, whether it's, uh, spray, whether it's a taser, whether it's a firearm, whether it's a knife. Um, and I tell them, look, I go, most people have it used on them. I, I, I'll give you a quick story. And here's what I think about. And I, and I, I hate, to, um, I hate to, uh, to have people not carry it just because of what I'm saying. I go, it's up to you, but understand the limitations of what you're doing is I had a, a friend of mine here that has a law firm in town and uh, trained with me, did a lot of private training with me. And he trained his daughter who was uh, at the time was in her early 20s and um, uh, trained in some self-defense. She carried a taser, okay, and spray and knew how to use it. And I mean, like, could, you know, do specific things and fight with it. Well, she lived down in the uh, crossroads area. And this was when, if you guys remember back a couple years back when they had the guy that was the, uh, the Waldo rapist that was running around. They think it might have been this guy. Well, she's out. Um, it's late at night. She has uh, AirPods in or her earphones in. And uh, she's walking a big German Shepherd mix. Okay, big dog. She has a spray and she has a taser with her in her bag. She's walking. The dog stops. And she pulls the dog along. She's walking some more and the dog stops and turns around. She turns around. And the guy hits her, punches her dead in the face, and drops her, okay? Luckily, the dog jumps up and started attacking the guy. Um, from the descriptions, it kind of looked like the guy that was attacking people that they later arrested. Um, and I tell people, I go, here's someone that was trained, one, self-defense, doing stuff, had stuff with her, knew how to use it, had a dog, a big dog, probably an 80-pound dog with her, 
and the guy still attacked her. I go, what does that tell you about his mindset? He didn't care. You can still run into that. So if you have something, I would say to train with it, have it handy. Um, don't have it locked up in your trunk of your car um, or at the bottom. Maybe uh, ladies, I always joke, I go, don't put it at the bottom of your purse. You have, you'll never find it. Um, but if you're going to carry it, learn how to use it. We teach people to use stuff like that all, all the time. Um, know all the limitations of it if you want. Okay. Understand that when you do that, you can also have it used against you, like physically used against you. So be aware of all those things. So, but that's, that's one of the biggest things. It's such an important and down to earth perspective on this. And that's one that I don't feel like we hear very often. It's either, you know, you got to carry or you shouldn't carry. And, you know, I, I wish that people would think about it more in terms of, you know, do you know what you're doing? Are you going to be able to use it? Is it actually a hazard to you more than it is a help? Uh, Are you really going to work with it? I mean, you know, it's just like everything else in our world. It's like super polarized and there's nothing in between. And what you just said makes so much sense. Yeah. And we tell people if you go, look, just because you have a firearm and a lot, a lot of my guys carry, I go, it's not a magic talisman, a talisman. It's not, it's not magic dust. It's not going to operate by itself. So um, just be aware um, get, get some training with it and get good training. Don't not just YouTube videos of somebody that thinks they're an expert. And I would tell people this, tell them to call me. They could call me, email me. My guys still do this. They go, Steve, I saw something on the internet. What do you think? And I go, show it to me. I know within two seconds, if I do this, I go, don't know. I go, I'll show Come train with me. I'll show you. But at least I can direct you or I might do this. Yeah, it's a good person to train with or know, know what it is. I mean, because we deal with this every day. I see it every day. So, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for your time today, Steve. This was You're awesome. Welcome. I think we'll probably have to have you on again because I feel like there's a lot of things we never even made it to discussing today. So um, yeah. when we get to Realtor Fitness Month, there isn't one, we'll make one. Um, yeah. <laughs> when we get to that, we'll bring you back around. Awesome. That would be excellent. I'll look forward to it. It'd be great. Awesome. Thanks so Thanks much, so Steve. Much. You got it. All right, guys. Good seeing you. And I will, uh, I will see you soon.